Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we're at Ball State University for the Bands of America Summer Symposium, where Bobby's coordinating the Drum Major Institute, and I'm heading up the marching band track. Combined, we have the privilege to work with over 800 students from all over the country. So while we're here working with all these high school students, there's also a large number of middle school students that are here as part of the Summer Symposium. Uh, we're excited to talk with middle school directors Keith Osvath from Batavia, Illinois, and Greg Scapolato from Northbrook, Illinois. So guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us on the podcast. Before we begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free, and one way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com, and purchasing products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web. On things like shoes, rifles, podiums, megavoxes, and even maces, which I just saw walk by outside the window where we are here at Ball State. I know that many times you just continue to order your products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you may change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders. Please give us a chance to win your business. So Keith is from Batavia, Illinois, and teaches at Rotolo Middle School. Uh, Keith, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and uh, how you got there. Uh, well, first of all, I'm a recovering trombonist. <laughs> uh, no, I just finished my 22nd year of teaching and it's gone by really fast, but I've only been a middle school director. I grew up in the Chicagoland area, um, had some really great teachers in my life, uh, that I think of as mentors. And, um, you know, originally probably like a lot of college students when I graduated from Western Illinois university, want to teach high school band, but, um, my first job ended up being middle school, junior high, and really loved that age group. And uh, I've continued on since, haven't had a high school job. I just love the middle school kids. Um, I love the fact that they can do whatever you teach them. Okay. And Greg, you're from Northbrook, Illinois, and teach at Northbrook Middle School. Tell us about your kind of uh, road to recovery, as it were. <laughs> well, uh, I am a recovering saxophone player as it were. Um, but yeah, I, I teach in Northbrook. I've been there. Uh, this is going into my 20th year there. And like Keith, I've only ever taught middle school. Now, my route to being a band director was a little more circuitous. Uh, I actually worked for uh, Bands of America, now Music for All, for a time. And Though that was a very rewarding experience, I wanted to be closer to educating students. So I went back to school, got my ed degree, and now here we are 20 years later. But um, that really kind of ties up the story that maybe we could tell you about the middle school camp. So Keith and I were in high school band together. We came to the then Bands of America Summer Symposium as students. We, then we were swags. And then uh, several years ago, about half a dozen years ago, we approached Music for All because this camp is such an amazing experience, but we couldn't offer it to our students because there wasn't a middle school track. And um, so what they did, uh, we approached them and they said, that's a great idea, guys. Let's see you do it. (laughs) And so uh, and we could tell you the story from there, but it's it's really a dream come true to have uh, to offer this opportunity for. Okay. So being able to see it firsthand, I got to travel over there and see the kids today, this afternoon, and do a, a little leadership slash conducting session with them. And you haven't lived until you've taught kids how to do a conducting pattern uh, who just got out of rehearsal all morning and they're about, you know, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And 
they're ready for rec time. But what was so cool is they were just as excited about the camp as I see the high schoolers here. So, so if I'm a middle school director and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't send my kid to a middle school camp, and especially a summer camp for a week long, you know, tell us some of the things first. Give us a general overview of what the kids will experience. And then we can kind of talk about what are the things that make it the same as the high school experience and what can make it a little bit more fitting to the middle school experience. So I think it's really important for uh, your listeners to know that this camp has been basically designed from the ground up for middle school students. It's not trying to mirror what the high school camp is doing or it's not trying to mirror what another camp in another state is doing. Um, Really, Greg and I put our heads together and created a camp where middle school kids are going to get the most out of it and parents can feel comfortable sending their kids here. Number one, we have an amazing swag team. They... Um, provide the leadership and the comfort and the caring that parents would feel comfortable, uh, you know, leaving their kids with for an entire week. Now, let's pretend for a second, I don't know the BOA Summer Symposium. I don't know what a swag is. Okay. So what what is that? So a swag is basically a, a counselor for the students. And um, swag is an acronym. Um, they are really the lifeblood of the camp, and they really take care of the students while they're here. So, Keith, you were talking about how we designed the camp. And what I want to add is um, in our design process, we were really concerned with how do we make this developmentally appropriate. So on the high school side here at the symposium, all the uh, kids go through uh, leadership uh, experience with Fran Kick. And we think that's a valuable experience. But as is, you don't want to translate that exactly to middle school. So we work with Fran, and he's a master at this. And so what we call it at the middle school level, we call it team building. And so we're looking at life skills that they learn through. uh, It's an activity-based session. And then our swags, which Keith just told us about, have a debrief session with them afterwards. So what lessons do we learn in that activity? How do they apply to band? How do they apply to our lives outside of camp? And we also, I mean, because it's a music camp, Obviously, we have rehearsals, and we have sectionals, and we also have master classes. But our conductors that we bring in are first class. They are actual middle school directors, not a high school director, but they're people that work with these kids every year. And it's their, uh, it's their bread and butter. It's their heart and soul. They love the middle school age group. So we bring those folks in to work with our kids for the whole week. Um, obviously, they have sectionals, just like any other music camp. Um I think what sets our camp apart maybe from others is the master classes because these students get to learn from uh, Yamaha artists as well as the Ball State faculty. Yeah, I don't think that people quite understand that they're, they're immersed in the summer symposium camp with the high school students in idea only. The, they're in a facility that is close by but separate. They're in a place where they're visible, but they're very protected and very uh, cared for throughout the entire week. When I see them, they're, they're all in the same colored shirts, and they all move together, and it's an incredibly cool experience. The high schoolers are kind of like big brothers and sisters seeing the, the little guys go by, and we kind of call them out for that of, of like, you know, you have to set a great example for these folks that are coming through. It's really great to see them. They become a really almost just a tight-knit community by the time the week is over. One thing we should talk about um, that we try to convey to middle school directors that are thinking about sending their students, but I think we'd like your listeners to hear about is how is this different than another middle school camp in terms of how we care for the students 
as they move throughout the day. So we talked about our swag team and they're involved with that debrief session after their team building. And we call those small groups muddles. And that, that name muddle came from a uh, contraction of morning huddle. So we start our day with those morning huddles or muddles, and we give the kids uh, kind of a prep for what they're going to go through in the day. But these muddles are kind of our stealth mode of accountability on where the kids are throughout the day. So we're always checking in with our muddles, and that each swag has anywhere from maybe 10 to 14 kids in their muddle. And uh, the kids check in with them as we, we finished rehearsal. All right, we're going to uh, team building. Let's check in with our muddle. And uh, the other thing this really helps us with is homesickness. So uh, when we were developing this camp, uh, we had a lot of questions about can middle schoolers, you know, do they have the endurance or do they have the, you know, the willpower to make it through staying away from home that long? Well, our swags are forming close relationships um, with those students right away because they have, those students have someone they can connect with and go to when they have problems or questions, or if we have to act proactively, when we get calls from home about, "Mm, Johnny's been texting me, he's a little worried about being away from home. We we have a a really great schedule that's sensitive to the middle school um, students. You know, we're really cognizant, like Greg said, about... um, how much time they're playing. Um, so we are able to break it up really well. Uh, they might have be at a rehearsal, but then they're also doing rec time. So it's instrument off their chops, and they're able to go. Uh, like, for example, today they were doing bowling and pizza. Um, yesterday, uh, after rehearsal, we took a trip out to the planetarium and watched the show. And there were quite a few kids that had never been to a planetarium before. So they're able to experience things here, not necessarily music-related, but they're having fun, and um, they're, 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 they're developing some camaraderie besides just playing music together. I had the opportunity to chaperone uh, my son's trip to the National Festival uh, when he was in middle school, which was really cool. And uh, we took the kids to an IMAX movie for that same reason, because... They just couldn't think about music all day long, and they couldn't be moving all day long, and they all fell asleep. But they, they, <laughs> really, they really needed it, I guess. So as I'm looking at this, I am seeing these swags, which we should mention are all vetted and properly checked and all of those good things. Uh, the resources that the camp has of folks that are here performing and or working at different parts of the camp is just pretty limitless, to be honest with you, to see the number of people who they, the students can have access to. But also the folks that are working with them, when he says counselors, I think some of us would think, oh, these are high school students or, or maybe even young college students. Um, but that's not the case. These are trained young adults who have been properly vetted and properly checked. There's no one who gets on this campus around the kids who hasn't gone through pretty intense vetting. I can speak for that myself because we have to go through the exact same thing. Uh, so I think for any any uh, director who's maybe concerned, maybe you've never sent a student to camp before, uh, the, and maybe the, that's the tough thing, having a school who's never had students come to a middle school camp. That's really the, the tough part because I've seen from the way your numbers work, once they send one student, they send three the next year, and then they send six or seven or eight. And I can speak from Wando. We see a major difference our next year when we have more kids in the summer camp. Major growth is made in those two to three months that if the students aren't playing at all, 
we feel it in August, September, and October. Whereas when they've played and gotten maybe a little more passionate about music, they come back and just hit the ground running. When you brought up the swags, um, we really try our best to get music ed college students or band directors. And um, we really have a nice mix of seasoned directors that come back and volunteer their time as a swag. And we also have just really some rock star music education majors that are getting some great teaching experience here, um, as well as the opportunity to observe uh, really incredible music educators like our conductors that we bring in to work with the middle school students. So these are dedicated individuals because they're volunteering their time. And we just, we couldn't be happier with the team of individuals that are our swags. One thing uh, we should add uh, that we had, hasn't come up yet in our conversation is uh, we have a pretty special situation for our percussion students. As most of your listeners probably know, a percussion student goes to a band camp. They play in the band, right? That makes sense. It's a band camp. What we've done here is we've leveraged all those resources that we have on the high school side for our percussion kids. So the first three days of camp, they live in percussion land. So over on the high school side, they have a whole percussion track with amazing nationally known clinicians coming in. So uh, our percussionists do some sectional work on their ensemble pieces. They are not in the full ensemble. And then they are going to special feature sessions, master classes, and... um, all kinds of things to expose them to those clinicians. And then finally, when we get to Thursday, they'll rejoin their ensembles. And this is a benefit also for our ensemble directors because they get those t- that time with the winds to develop sound and, and tone, other concepts like that that apply only to the winds. Yeah, and it's not like we have to put a cap on the number of percussionists we have because um, when, when we do this hybrid schedule, they are working on ensemble pieces. They're also going to special master classes and clinics that the middle schoolers um, are, are welcome to attend. A lot of them are just middle school. You know, the clinicians just work with the middle school camp. Sometimes they're teaming up with some of the high school percussion track students and doing a combined session. Um, today was really special because at 6 o'clock, the middle school percussionists got to go out to the stadium and see a uh, sectional with Carolina Crown. So that was just something huge that was kind of a last-minute thing. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to get it scheduled, but uh, came through and made it happen. So we know they're going to be totally stoked after uh, seeing that. So we're kind of rounding things out here. I'm a middle school director. I'm interested. So give us a typical schedule of the day of a middle schooler in this track. Okay, so... um, they're staying in dorms, college dorms. Um, we're eating breakfast in the morning around 7, 7.30 a.m. Uh, they're in their muddles, so they're with their swag. They're eating together, going over some announcements, uh, reminders for the day, so students are well-informed. And then we're all moving together as a camp uh, to the morning rehearsal. And uh, once that morning rehearsal is done, they are going to team building. And once their team building session's over, it's off to lunch. After lunch, they'll come back and we do alternating sessions. One band would be in rehearsal while the other is in sectionals. And then they'll switch. After that, we go into uh, what we call our track tours. So we give our middle schoolers a chance to experience just a taste of the different tracks that we have on the high school side. After that, we have rec time and we're at dinner. After dinner, 
Keith. And then this is where um, the middle school kids get to be a part of the entire camp because everybody is at Emmons Auditorium for the evening concert, which if you haven't experienced the Music for All Summer Symposium evening concerts, it's unlike anything anywhere else. It's world-class musicians, uh, a super positive, high-energy show. I think one of the best things that we could tell our listeners right now, too, is the directors are welcome here as well. There's a track for the middle school director. There's a track for the high school director. And what's great is you can come, and if maybe the sessions that are planned aren't what you're looking for, they can just walk over and see you. We have the credentials. It's not like anyone can just walk in off the street, but they have the credentials that talk about that they're part of the camp, and they can just come in and watch a rehearsal, correct? Yeah, absolutely. If you just want to come watch uh, one of our conductors and get some rehearsal techniques, um, they're certainly welcome to. And we have that throughout the week. We have many directors that come and stop by and check things out. I heard you guys have something really new and exciting that just started this year. Yeah, we've got a brand new track called Middle School Color Guard. And these kids that are in the middle school color, they're still part of the middle school camp. They still, um, you know, same dorms, same roommates. Um, they're eating together in the morning. They're still part of the muddles. They do the team building they do the uh, the rec time activity. Um, but when our woods, winds and brass are in rehearsal and percussion rehearsal, they're off in color guard land. And um, they have a dedicated instructor that where they're learning a routine that they're going to perform at the end of the week. So it's brand new. It's super exciting. In fact, I just saw their preview show. Um, got a little taste of, of the uh, Saturday performance and they're doing great. Now, if you're a director that's listening to this podcast and you're interested, um, we'd love to connect with you and share some more information. And we'd be happy to answer your questions uh, individually. We've spoken to booster groups because we know it can be a leap uh, for parents to send their kids away to band camp. So we invite you to look at our at Music for All's uh, YouTube uh, channel. Uh, there's middle school uh, camp videos on there for you to check out and you can share those with your kids and your parents. Um, and if you want to reach out to Keith or I, it's really easy. My email is greg, G-R-E-G dot S at musicforall.org or Keith, K-E-I-T-H dot O at musicforall.org. And one last thing, if you're you know a parent or you're a director that's a little hesitant sending kids, um, I've sent my own son here to this camp and he was a younger student. Um, in fact, he first came when he was a fifth grader, uh, trumpet player. And really, I know I he was here on campus, but I didn't really see him. And the Swags took care of him. He had a he had an awesome time. And it's really a camp that Greg and I would feel sent you know feel comfortable sending our own kids to. Well. Thank you both so much for what you've done for this. I think it's made our camp even more valid. And even when we're talking about music for all, we're really getting to that place where we really are reaching out to all people. And what's wonderful, too, is the kids who are part of that, it's so incredible to see them at the concerts at night. They are just as excited. And it's cool hanging around close to the high school kids, but not quite with the high school kids just <laughs> yet. Right. So so one of the other things I would tell you about these guys, check out the uh, website, musicforall.org, and the summer camp with their information on it. But they both do quite a bit of work of teaching classes and things I know with Vandercook College of Music and uh, organizational, organizational design and middle school planning. These guys are top notch. So if you haven't heard of them yet, you will soon. So thank you both for coming and being with us. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Bobby. Really appreciate it. It's been awesome here talking with you guys. 
Yeah. Thanks for having us on the podcast. So this is that time of the podcast where we give you a little bit of homework, and here it is for this week. If you're a high school director, share this with your middle school director. and Talk to them about maybe possibly funding one of the students to go. Maybe a scholarship from your booster budget can be something that really starts a wildfire in the program at the middle school level. Like I said, once a kid comes to the middle school camp, we tend to see three kids the next year, five the next, and it starts to become sort of the flywheel principle where you don't even have to recruit so much anymore, and these kids are coming and working with some of the best kids in the country, with some of the best staff in the country. And you start that as being the norm, and it can just absolutely take you places you can't even imagine. So reach out to your middle school director. If you are a middle school director, check it out online. Go and see Keith and Greg. I know that they have uh, some information online about some of the things that they're also doing. You won't regret it, I promise. Before we wrap up, Bobby and I have a few things we'd like to ask of you. Listen to each new episode and subscribe on your favorite podcasting hosts like iTunes or Spotify. Follow and comment on That Band Life social media pages. And on Facebook, just search for That Band Life Podcast. On Instagram, we're at That Band Life One. You can also email us at Jeff or Bobby at dynamicmarching.com. Please share your wins and losses, and together we can learn to be better music educators. Also, share your thoughts and suggestions for topics and guests that you would like to hear in future podcasts. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Jeff Young. And I'm Bobby Lambert, and this has been That Band Life.